Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, Camp No. It's all raining. What have they done to Spain while I've been away? So this is about an hour and three quarters before the game uh, at the top of an as yet empty camp node because they haven't started letting people in. Um, and the noise you can hear in the distance is Benfica fans. There are a lot of Benfica fans here. They're the voices you hear around the stadium so far. So the feeling is this is a big night. Of course, Xavi has now made his debut as Barcelona coach in the home derby against Espanyol at the weekend but this is special because it's his Champions League debut as a coach and um, clearly there's still a lot of excitement and a bit of optimism with him having returned but this is something that's really big for them just getting through to the next round in terms of money means a lot um, with things being as tight as they are at the moment so a bit of nostalgia, but also a bit of seizing the present as well. And the fact that Benfica are well in play here. 
and um, they feel that if they get a point here, that's a, a decent result and will enable them to to go on and probably qualify from the group. Given that Barcelona's last game is against da, 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 Bayern, uh, which well, you wouldn't really fancy going needing to go to the Allianz and win in the last game, whichever team they choose to pick. Now the gates are open. Uh, the away players are padding around on the pitch um, before getting into the kit and actually warming up. And um, the gates are open uh, and people are starting to come in gradually. Um, Camp No is still Camp No. There are loads of people getting selfies and all that sort of stuff. There's quite a strong touristy vibe to it. But I'm interested to see how much it does actually fill up this evening um, for two reasons, really. Um, one, because, of course, we're post-Messi and there's no doubt that Barcelona are uh, less attractive, less competitive as well with the financial situation at the club and all that sort of stuff. And also, because it's worth underlining, um, a lot of this stadium, which is due to be redeveloped at some point, is uncovered, the Camp Nou. So, um, given the fact that it's lacing it down, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it put off certainly some locals off, off coming. Not that we're expecting it to be a sellout tonight anyway. There were tickets still available at all prices yesterday on the Benfica on, on the Benfica on, on the Barcelona website. The Benfica fans, quite a few of them are in already, all cuggled up, ready for the rain onslaught. So there's gonna be plenty of that. It is making the pitch look incredibly green which is very aesthetically pleasing, even to a colorblind gentleman such as myself. But yeah, we really want to see how many end up in the stands tonight. Before the game, I caught up with Rick Sharma, who writes for Goal, and having lived in Barcelona for many years, also does Siempre Positivo pod on the fortunes of FC Barcelona. Souvenir coins. Yeah, print your own one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, magnificent. I made one in Russia with a hammer. Did you? Like they, and it was in uh, during the World Cup. It was one of those excursions they do sometimes for journalists. <laughs> you had to go there. You put the thing in, and you just have to hammer it until it prints it onto the coin. How, how many hits did it take you? Oh, it took me about ten, and then an, uh, some big Russian man came and was just like boom, <laughs> and, then it, and then it was done. <laughs> yeah, not not that camp those touristy or anything like that. But I, I guess that's that's my first question, Rick. If you think of the way that Camp Nou is compared to a lot of other stadiums around the world, it does have this touristy vibe to it. You know, people are coming in here and before they take their seats, they're taking a selfie or whatever. What effect do you think Lionel, Lionel Messi's exit has had on that? A huge effect. Although I can't, I can't just judge it on Messi because it's also been the pandemic as well. Yeah. And for a long time, fans weren't allowed and tourists haven't been coming to Barcelona. The tourists are coming back bit by bit. I'm sure it's not at the level it was. But Messi brings you know a cruise liner comes in with 50,000 people on it 40,000 of them come to camp now and 25,000 of them are here just to watch Lionel Messi they don't care about football they just wanted to say they saw Messi so him leaving obviously has a big impact on the attendance but we saw the other day for the first Xavi game back to about 70,000 so right. it's it's that is like you know on a normal day you're looking at and camp now about 80,000 yeah. then for the huge games 99,000 sellout so I think that the Messi effect is, is definitely telling, but it's not 
it's not going to be the end of Barcelona in terms of attendance. The fans will still come, keep coming. The tourist machine will keep operating. I mean, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Because we've looked at Camp Nou from afar this season and it was an amazing thing when you saw the helicopter shots ahead of El Clasico because the first time in ages it looked full and you could see queues. I mean, it is an enormous stadium. To Even when you have a little bit of drop-off, what effect does that have on the atmosphere for, for, for you as someone who comes here regularly? Well, I think the atmosphere, when it's full on a night game under the floodlights big team big occasion is good at Camp Nou but often it's not even when it's full mm. so even if you've got 99,000 fans in here and it's not I don't know and it's not it's not they're not pumped up for it and they're whistling they're whistling the referees you know it's very loud but it's not not a great atmosphere always it's right. only when they really get behind the team that, that it is a good atmosphere even if it's full and some of those games where there were 40,000 fans 50,000 fans were actually better atmospheres in terms of the support than some games when the stadium has been fuller what, because because the, it's the hardcore, do you think? Exactly. It's the people that are coming are the people that want to be here, not the ones who are coming to be entertained or just to see Lionel Messi or, or anything like that. So I think, you know, obviously the club does have a core of fans who w come rain or shine. Today, definitely rain. <laughs> so what has been the Xavi effect for, for you so far? I think Xavi is here for many reasons. One, to raise the morale around the club, which is, it got very, very low. Yeah. And, and he's, he's done it already. And, you know, it's a work in progress. His tactics are, are yet to be developed. We've seen the first game was uh, had more ball. They played wider. They used a lot of counter-pressing and high-pressing up the pitch. Good, but just the start, just scratching the surface, really. And the team he set up today is another one where we're looking at the formation and we think he's using a formation that Barca haven't used in, in a really long time or, or maybe even ever. Uh, well, at least since Johan Cruyff and then so you know that's going to take a while but in terms of instant impact it's it's already having an impact we saw the weekend the attendance was well up the queues coming out of the the, the, the gates and the even the trek today I didn't get on the first metro and it's been so long wow. since that's happened when I've come to a Barca game because it was just packed wall to wall and you can tell there's flares outside atmosphere in the streets chanting and often you come to Barca and it's a family thing tourists like you say but the people are really genuinely excited now Xavi is here and maybe it'll work out maybe it won't but at least the illusion to use a, a Spanish word the hope is back and I guess uh, the philosophy here is as important as it is uh, at any club perhaps more than any club I mean as far as like not just the opening press conference but all the first press conferences he's done I mean, it felt weird before the Espanyol game. I almost didn't want to see the football because the press conferences were so perfect. The ideology was so perfect. He said everything right. I think he's, he's been fantastic in the press conferences. Like you say, he's a, he's a very good speaker. He knows clearly what he wants from his team and he's not afraid to say it. And the press conference after the Espanyol game I found fascinating because to my eyes and to a lot of people, people's eyes, the last 20 minutes, Barca looked knackered to me, exhausted, Espanyol were on top and dominating yeah. and someone asked Xavi in the press conference is there a physical problem with the team and he goes no no it's not a physical problem it's a football problem and that to me was really interesting because it's an easy easy get out be like, oh yeah the players aren't fit yet we've got, you know, we got, got to work on that we've got the to... previous coach under the bus yeah yeah, yeah. It didn't any help with that Ronald Koeman <laughs> but, but Xavi was just he's so honest he's just like yeah no the players abandoned my ideas that I wanted them to do to the end because they were scared they thought they were going to lose they went defensive they, you know, they weren't doing what I wanted, and and that it, that honesty is is imp important and impressive. But it is a huge game tonight, undeniably, because 
Um, not just is it important for the prestige of the club to get into the last 16 in the Champions League, which they would with a win, but let's be honest, they need the money. I mean, as far as a second game in charge goes and a first Champions League game in charge goes, and given that he's part of such a successful era in the Champions League, being back in the Champions League for him does have some sort of historical resonance. There were no mistakes allowed tonight, are there? Well, I don't know. I think in, in terms of the, what it means, absolutely not. No mistakes. Yeah. But if they lose, if they lose 5-0, let's say, just as an example, yeah. you know, there's, no one's going to be calling for Javi's head. Yeah. Everyone at the club knows he is here for the long haul now, which means, which is it's, it's actually genius because it means that any player that doesn't obey him or doesn't listen to him is going to be the one that loses. You look at previous regimes under Kike Setien, any player that didn't like the coach was just thinking to themselves, well, I'll just outlast him. He'll be gone in, he'll be gone in three, three months. Yeah. Javi's not going anywhere for you know, the very minimum. We had a conversation about this the other day, some journalists and I, and we were, we were saying the very minimum that he'll be in the job is at least until the end of next season, like regardless of what happens. Yeah. So even if they don't qualify for the Champions League, which will be a financial disaster, like you say, mm. he's still going to be in charge because Javi is, the, is kind of the, the end goal of where they've been going. So where do you go from there? You can't just oust him if things aren't immediately going to plan. So you actually think that it's, it's maybe an advantage for him to have this extra background of patience and the sense that he does have time to get all his ducks in a row and get everything right and the, the sort of patience that maybe you wouldn't always get at a club of this size? Without a doubt. I mean, the fact that he is Xavi in itself has earned him a load of time. The fact that the club got in such a bad position has earned him a load of time as well. It got so bad to the point where it was so bad it was worth coming to take over because everyone can see plainly that the club needs a huge revamp they have got no money the squad is lacking you know they've lost Messi, Suarez and Griezmann in the last couple of years that's three players who had between them what 100 goals maybe a season yeah. they're looking at a lot of goals and there's no one you know there's a lot of good young kids coming through but that's what they are they're kids so Javi and, and the fact that the team is so young is another thing that buys him a lot of time I, I think now is a good time for Javi to come in and take over because whatever happens this season he'll, he'll get a pass and then he can have the summer and maybe they can sign someone next summer. You know, if they get through in the Champions League, that's what, 20 million or something, pick up from uh, qualifying for the last 16, plus the money for qualifying for next season. They, they might be able to afford a, a decent signing next summer. Not, maybe not Haaland, certainly not Mbappe, but, yeah. you know, someone to, that Javi wants. So we'll see how it goes. So do you, do you think, though, that despite the fact that everyone knows about Barcelona's financial problems and everyone's known about Barcelona's financial problems, for a very long time now, as well as what's going wrong on the pitch. That word that you talked about before, illusion, hope, because Xavi's brought so much of it, the first thing we saw, certainly, I, I guess, in sort of translated versions in, in, in the British press, was links of Barcelona with various other players, as if, like, everyone's so excited about and coming back that they forgot they haven't got any money and there's going to be a very <laughs> limited pot for him to dip into. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And, and at Dani Alves' presentation the other day, he's a player who's, who's a good example of this. Came back for, for nothing on a yeah. free, and he's being paid almost nothing, the lowest you know, they can possibly play him, according to the laws yeah. in, in La Liga, La Liga statutes. Uh, and in that presentation, the sporting director, Matthew Alemany, said, we, right now, as of now, we have no money to spend on anyone. We can't register anyone. You know? And there's a story today saying that maybe Barca can get a loan deal in January, not, not a transfer deal, loan to him for six months, not Raheem Sterling because his wages are just, you know, they're way too much for, yeah. for Barca to pay. But they are going to be looking at players they could loan for the rest of the season. Xavi 
said himself he doesn't want any midfielders. So any links to any midfielders you can rule out. He says we've got enough midfielders already. But what he does want, undeniably, is a, an attacker. Someone who can get between 10 and 15 goals, play out wide, play in theory across the attack will be good, good for Barca because he's relying on 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds from the youth team at the moment. Uh, Ilias came on, uh, started in fact the other day and made his debut and Eze Abde was very good as well. He's a 19-year-old from the, from the academy. But as good as the youth players are, you need players who can guarantee you those goals and those guys can't just yet. And of course there is Memphis, I mean, which is it's really unusual situation because the sense certainly in France was when he was signing for Barcelona, there was this feeling that he's overstretching himself. He's not quite at that level. But not only has he improved enormously since he's left Manchester United, but Barcelona have obviously dropped off a little bit and they've kind of met in the middle. So he's almost made to be the attacking leader of this team, certainly in the, in the medium term. Yeah, I mean, he has to be at the moment because there's no one else. You know, Kun Aguero, maybe, you know, there's rumours he might not play again. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Uh, Ansu Fati is out injured. Dembele is just back on the bench for this game. Martin Brathwaite injured. I mean, he has to be the leader. There's no, no other option. But you are right. He, he has improved and Barca have got worse. And the, the thing that's difficult is that Ronald Koeman was the guy that wanted him. He was a player that Ronald Koeman wanted, not last summer, the summer before. So he finally got him, and then and then Koeman was was gone before he could have, you know, much time to work with with Memphis. I think that he's been hit and miss at the start of this season. You know, he's, a lot of his goals have come from the penalty spot. He's only scored a couple from open play. His best performance was in fact the first game of the season against Real Sociedad. Didn't score in that game, but he was great. But since then, he, he's never quite hit that level. So we'll have to see how Memphis goes. But as a piece of business, I quite like it. You sign him for free. If you don't like him next summer, you can sell him for what forty million. That that's actually a good way to make some money. On the Dutch side of it, though, how sad do you think it is? And I guess do your colleagues in the media here think it is what happened to Ronald Koeman? Because he has got an enormous part in the history of the club. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone agrees that it's, it's sad that it didn't pan out for him and that, you know, he had to be sacked. But I, I think that everyone had gone way past the point of believing he should be given more time. The only person who thought he should have more time was Joan Laporta. He gave Koeman way too long. He should have been sacked after the first game against Benfica, right? And then they went to Atletico Madrid and, and Laporta, he was expected to be sacked after that game. Laporta came out and said, whatever happens, he's staying. So it was another stay of execution for a coach who was way out of his depth. Honestly, if he wasn't a former Barca player, there's no way he'd ever get this job, right? He's never shown anything in his coaching career to suggest he's capable of managing a team like Barcelona, a team of this size, or a team which is so which fetishizes tactics. And Ronald Koeman seemed to have very little clue about how to influence a game from the sideline. He used to sit on the bench the whole, the whole match. Xavi didn't sit on the bench. And stood, went from, the, from the start of the whistle against Espanyol, he was on the edge of his technical area, calling players over, giving, readjusting and changing things. And I think that's what the fans want to see here, not Ronald Koeman hiding. The optics are important when it's going badly, aren't they? Yeah, of course, of course. And Koeman never cared about that, which is, which is a problem. He, he upset the players with things he said as well. He would come out and he would say, oh, this player's not good enough, that player's not good enough. He'd blame the players, would never accept any blame himself, which is, which is terrible as a coach. You've got to admit when you get things wrong. And he, did, he didn't do that and he got a lot of things wrong. And the players were just fed up of him saying that they weren't good enough. They were fed up of him saying, oh, this squad's not good enough. We'll be lucky if we get through in the Champions League. We're trying to finish in the top four. Look, Xavi comes in and he's like, Barca is winning. That's what we're here to do. No one suddenly believes they're going to go on and win the Champions League. But he's at least giving the message that they you know, could go far, could have an exciting season. 
So finally, Rick, has he convinced you that they're going to do it tonight? Do you think Barcelona are going to do it tonight? I, I, I have a podcast, and on this podcast, I said I didn't believe that they, you know, they could win, but I didn't believe they were necessarily going to. They, they lost 3-0 at Benfica. The team's the same team. They've got a new momentum, new coach, new ideas. Benfica were much better that night. I don't believe that this Barca is a better team than Benfica, man for man, for example. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. But yeah, they, I mean, they can do it. I, I'm really excited for this game. swept Jules Jesus on the touchline. I'm not sure they can be. Still in the limelight even from Xavi. Plenty of willing for Barcelona so far. Plenty of enterprise. Not quite the execution. Pressed, got the ball back. Good break. Nico Gonzalez could have played it through to Memphis. Ended up giving it outside into Araujo. He just, well, shot like you would expect a centre-back to and sliced it a mile wide. But there is promise and optimism. Lovely move, Nico combo with Jordi Alba. Nico's been excellent so far. They're really using the width of the pitch with Alba and Demir, who's been very, very good on the right-hand side as well, cutting into on his left foot. Gabby's just gone flying past about three players. Fans are justifiably excited by that. There you go. Well, great for Benfica here. 
pass isn't good enough. It's Roberto. Listen to this, they haven't become Barca 2009 or 2011, 2015 or even last year's overnight. There's just a sense that there's a plan, just a little bit of belief really. A tiny bit of that old swagger. And the crowd are really responding to that, despite the fact they're getting a proper old soaking. Save to Stegen. Oh! The common blocked by Brusquets. Juremchuk's header. And really, this is the first time Barcelona have had to do any defending. And it looks a little bit desperate. I mean, their best defending has been keeping the ball so far. Very much in a Barcelona tradition, of course. Mendy, but it's not going to count. <laughs> I can't believe that. Scores the goal of his life at Camp Nou, but it had already bent out from the corner. <laughs> what an escape for Barcelona. Oh, Danilo off the crossbar. What a goal that would have been. Inside onto the left foot, curled it, sort of hung in the air for a bit, and then just battered down off the crossbar. And Jordi Alba couldn't bring it down in time to put it away or to set up Memphis. time right on the dot there Benfica have the hump a little bit as they were coming forward with the ball so globally pretty positive that from Barcelona cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Those fan spirits not dimmed by the fact that after a brief break in the rain, it has started hammering it down all over again. You do wonder if it changes in order for Barcelona. They've not put quite the same pace to everything that they're doing that they did in the first half. Now, Usman Dembele is one of those warming up at the moment. You can't help feeling that he'd make an enormous difference. Oh, there goes Memphis. Took a bit long. Great recovery tackle by Otamendi. So Darwin, who absolutely terrorised Barcelona in that first game in Lisbon, is now on for Juremchuk. And Adel Tarat is Real Mario. Sure, quite a lot of you listening couldn't have imagined that Adel Tarat being here a couple of years ago. Benfica there. They wanted a free kick for a foul on Demir. Didn't get it. Let the counter attack and Darwin just put it wide, but here's a big sub. Demir off and Dembele on. And quite a reception as you can hear. Xavi's anointed one, of course, talked about him in his opening press conference about how he had the potential to be the best in the world in this position. This game is set up for him. He's got the ball right here. Great surge and cross by Dembele. 
to Jan's header. Frankie, that is, not Luke. Touched over by Odiseas, Barcelona corner. Already, Dembele is really revving the Barcelona team and crowd up. Araujo might have been offside. It was a wonderful controlled finish. They didn't pick him up at the back post. The volley was great. I'm not sure if he's gone down in the corner because he's injured or because, yeah, I think it's a bit of cramp. He's calling for help. He's sort of bum shuffling like a baby. So in the corner. But yeah, he must have been a bit offside. Araujo, lovely finish. Four minutes of stoppage time for Barca to get this goal. Four minutes. There goes Dembélé! Oh, what a great tackle by Artemendi. Oh, what a night he's having. Gustavian's not coming up just yet. Next corner, maybe. PK had an off far away. Sense Odysseus might take this over to the other corner of the six-yard box before he takes his goal kick. If he ever does take his goal kick, yeah, the referee's going and booking him now, and quite rightly so. Like Yanis taking a free throw. But honestly, at this point, you're not ruling out and getting a second booking for time wasted. He's taking so long. Benfica have got a two on one now. If they play this right. has cleaned through he chipped it up over to Stegen he just had to tap it in looked like the coolest finish ever and put it wide of the post Barcelona is still alive and on the attack Lazaro didn't get the call he's put it out for a corner blimey blimey now to Stegen has to come up now surely he's, he's not coming up I'm disappointed I must admit Darwin's coming back though. Four minutes is pretty much up. It's done. 
tell you what, I love that. That's about, I think, fourth or fifth time. I've been to camp, no, first time in a while. And comfortably my best experience there because when I came before, it did kind of seem a little bit like the opera. Whereas tonight there was some fire, even though it's comfortably the worst Barcelona team that I've seen in the flesh. It was my best experience, which, well, tells you everything you need to know about going and watching football live, doesn't it? Buenas noches. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.